from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. of wake-up music this morning. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring gun, Vince Noble, and Slick. And oh, look, everybody. Look who decided to swim back from Hawaii. It's hey. Mr. Bill George. Yeah. Well, actually, he's been back over a week, uh, but he went straight from the uh, lava fields of Oahanakanewalaha. <laughs> out hey, to the, back, man. Out to the wilds of uh, Green Swamp West and... Uh, Build a circus circus out there for all of him and his uh, commie minions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're to go kill turkeys. Uh, I mean, come on, man. You're making a, you're, you're, you're making a, a poster child for PETA out here. Look at this one man. His killing spree in Hawaii was not enough. He had to come back to Florida and murder more and more and more. His, blo- His bloodlust can never be satisfied when it comes to the, the endless deaths of turkeys. Yes. Uh, at least you admit it, and it's all good. I did. I did. <laughs> and last weekend, I kept trying to work on getting a call in. I was hoping to have that turkey that I've been after for quite some time uh, done, and he did not cooperate. They never do. They never do. You have a plan. They have no plan. They go where the where the females are going. That's their plan. Hold it, on. Before we get in deep conversation here, I do have to say, Bill George has come back with some style. You know what? Did you uh, notice that too? He he, uh, he has to come back with a whole new tude. It's a whole new a new attitude. I mean, I walked in this morning. It's like, what up, bro? <laughs> What? <laughs> How's it hanging, Howley? <laughs> he's he goes away short? for a couple weeks, and he thinks he's a local down there. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's uh, one of the hooey. Hey, how's he, I, bro? I'll be honest. With the fir- for the first time in my life, I thought I maybe could retire. It was it was wonderful. No pressure. <laughs> the no FWC worry. was actually almost ready to send the car down. Yeah, oh, really? Have you retired? Really? Don't well, go our We'll help you pack. This is no joke at all. <laughs> Volcano National Park. I I met a guy who used to be worked with the FWC. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did, Bill. You get some insider training work, info uh, on that. Don't I know you? Listen, I, you I got on a our whole list lot of people out of the conversation before I turned around and told him who I was, and he, I said, "If you all want to have a good time and a good laugh," I said, "You call them back there at FWC and you tell them you ran into me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. on the no FWC list for multiple states, okay? Yeah, really. He'll burst their bubble going, Jesus, he's guys, got, everywhere. He's got new glasses. He's wearing shorts. He's got shorts on, for heaven's sake. I've never seen this man in shorts. Yeah. Never. His I've hair been is in done shorts up. Before, His hair is a little uh, fluffier. Yeah. It's not quite as laid well, down. He's got the uh, free and uh, clear look he's going. He's got the, the, was it, the Tom uh, Selleck glasses. Are those new shades? Those the, are new shades, are too. My, yeah, those are new rings. other ones. Turn around. I had broke a pair, and then I had a scratched up old pair on, and it's like I needed something. But I put a little bigger pair on because when I'm trying to see a turkey come from the peripherals, if you have, if you have the uh, glasses, as they would say you. in the '90s, you spoutin'. I'm spoutin'. You spoutin' so, all so over, man. So to describe what Bill looks like, he went from Tom Selleck Magnum PI right to Tom Selleck Blue Bloods. 
kind of more well yeah, the glasses it's colder up there so he would be have a overcoat on or something yeah. so but he's got the toned down white shirt on holy yeah. moly red foley and uh some khaki shorts uh, a little sun on the kneecaps and we got flip flops uh, no, I guess I flip flops are just no. have, too much to ask. I, I do have mine. a pair of flip flops, and they were making fun of me. They told me <laughs> they were those plastic ones, the couple dollar ones. Oh, the old they shower told, shoes, yeah. They, well, they they told them told me it looked like it was prison shoes on or something. Everybody's got slides now. Did, did you have a hard time walking in them, Bill? No. No, I, I was quite adept. I was quite adept. You got to learn how to run in the rain with flip flops, <laughs> bro. Once you get that down, Pat, you're an expert. You can't have the ones with like the the, the rubbery tops though, because you'll slide right. That's out what of I mean. Them. I mean, once you get to be an expert, and you can learn how to hook those first two toes on there, where you can wear it when it turns sideways on you. Freak, you know, gives you the flat tire. You know how to still walk it out, get it out without you know falling on your yeah. face. But I guess we'll get into the in-depth coverage of your trip and everything else like that. We got a lot to talk about, bro. I mean, you've been gone for a month, two right? weeks. I missed a commission a month meeting. For I missed a, a commission meeting, though. I was not forgotten at the commission meeting i just sent you a little video that on the next break take a look uh my name was mentioned uh, more than one time at the last commission meeting kind of like where's waldo <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say did the aunties put one of those things up like they do at a funeral where they put your picture and flowers around and go in memorial <laughs> you know kind of thing over there in the corner uh one of those things where it's yeah. that way your presence is always felt yeah, it's always good. I was gone, but not forgotten. Well, I uh, I got to ask you this: faster going over or faster coming back from Hawaii? It was about the same time. And see, in other words, he slept, slept both he ways slept the whole time. No, I, 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 no on no. the way back, I slept for maybe two hours, mm, maybe. Yeah, from there though, did you go to Los Angeles first, or did you on the go? way out? We went up into Minnesota. What? Then we went to Seattle and then to Hawaii. Why would you go to Minnesota? Listen, uh, it, listen. It, it's that curvature of the earth We weren't supposed thing, to have that stop in there. Delta added the stop. Okay, we were supposed to go to Seattle and then to Hawaii. Well, that, uh, that Somebody let Bill George On the way back, we went to Los Angeles, Atlanta, and then Tampa. Yeah, that would have so, been much. And we weren't supposed to have the Atlanta stop, and they added it. But I'll be honest with you, the trip over and back when you had those layovers and and i wouldn't really call them a lot of a layover it was get off one plane and get on another with about 45 minutes that's why when i tried to call in i was in a very narrow window when i was coming back through the airport between when i had to get off one plane and on another but it gives you just enough time that you could get out stretch your legs use a porcelain toilet if you wanted to and get a little bite to eat that's real food and not like a cracker and then get back on a plane again and it broke the trip up it, it really didn't add but two maybe three hours to our whole trip back because of how short the things were i love it that way when you have to get from one to another in a hurry you're like look dude we have 45 minutes to get to the next gate let's go but he's not complaining about the flight because he did first class the whole way oh, so. oh. Every bit. Man. Well, so, I mean, if he was a coach, he'd be like, man, that was the longest flight ever. I had this snot-nosed kid right next to me. He was just like screaming <laughs> no, and yelling I, the whole I, time because his ears wouldn't pop. And da, 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 da. I'll be honest with you. It was, it was a great trip over today. Those airplanes that you're flying on all had little 
displays in the backs of the seats so you could sit there and be yeah. watching TV. And they have all kinds of movies. They have all kinds of TV shows. I mean, sure. this is this is how I imagine that. Hey, stewardess, stewardess, can I get the FWC meeting? I'm missing right <laughs> here on this one right here. I know they've got a live feed. Come on. You got the Florida channel on here? I want to watch the meeting while I'm flying in. Flying. I, I was trying to do that. There is a web service that you could sign up for, but they wouldn't allow you to stream on it. Ah. Why? That's kind of silly. Yeah. Well, is it a 747 or were you on a... The uh, seven three seven or uh, whatever. No, I don't. I don't remember which plane I was on. Six seats wide, you know, three three. So Xanax and nappy time. But my buddy yes, flew over on a big Airbus. He went straight from Orlando straight into Honolulu. Ah, that's got to be a long journey there. Oh, but he that's said a it was a, it was a beautiful ride. Yeah. That, very quiet airplane. Very very smooth. He was up front. But, <laughs> He was up front. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot quieter up there in the front section than well, it is over there when you you're over the wings. I yeah. think you or traveled back with back. a bunch of unruly guys when you traveled. I, I will say that the 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 trip to Japan was uh, very nice on a 747. We went Tampa, Chicago, Chicago, Tokyo. And uh, uh, we each had a, our own private row. I mean, it wasn't like we were sharing anything. So you could... Flip up on the armrests and lay down, stretch out. I, I built a tent over the top. I got two extra blankets and <laughs> put them over the top of the seats and turned on all the all the TVs. And I had three different things, all four different things on all of them. And I was like, <laughs> crash out. I could out. see him. Yeah. He has a marshmallow underneath the tent, built a little <laughs> <Exactly>. fire. <laughs> well, it was it was. I, you know, a lot of people don't realize that you're when you're heading. That way, when you're heading west, you're, you're flying with the sun. So it was daylight the whole time until, wow. you know, until we landed. And then once we landed, then all of a sudden dark, darkness started descending upon us. But uh, going up there around Alaska and, and then coming back down, uh, it, was, uh, wow. it was daylight the whole time. And you're trying to sleep. Let's just say that the paid professionals had professionals there that could help them sleep if they needed to. Whereas, you know, the other peons and everybody else were like, eh, you know, no alcohol on the plane, no nothing else, no nothing else to help you, like, nappy, nappy. You just had to stay awake until you were like, look, I got I to gotta go. I was like. Well, I will say going out there, the it's five hours time difference. Going out there, I, I went straight into yeah. turkey hunting, boom, 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 perfect that's the best way to do it that way you're actually tired for a reason coming back you turned around i lost five hours and then immediately went into an hour time change so it was oh that's right i was six hours different (laughs) and he lost an hour ouch so that that hurt that hurt a little bit half a day yeah yeah that's a that's a tough one talking about planes today mcdill air force base air fest ah I'm telling you, that's a great time, but if you're not in car line by now... You're out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I was thinking about that on the way in today, and I, I remember uh, uh, all the many, 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 many years that I spent out there on that tarmac. Um, uh, we'll, we'll take a break and stuff, but I'll give you the do's and don'ts on, on Airfest if you're planning on going today. That's for sure. You know, last time we were out there, we were doing a, a show with Radio Rejects, you and I, on McDill. Remember, that's when we talked to the general. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah, remember? We Galloway. Got, we got a little something-something. Yeah. Oh, that's with Shelly. Shelly yeah. was out there. Yeah. That's right, yeah. With those little guys, they, 
those little frog guys, those frog men, what do they call them? Them Navy Sealy guys or whatever? Yeah, the kicking butt guys. <laughs> and they were all hanging out. <laughs> I think they were the only ones that were allowed to call the general by his first name, by the way. I think they were. Because right. everybody else. Yeah, was, <laughs> all right, we're going to uh, take a quick break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Go see our boy Brooksy and the gang today. Go get yourself your best deal on a new car, Ford, truck. It's all good. It's all there for you. We'll be right back. Welcome in, everybody. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Yes, you too. It is uh, the Big and Wild Outdoors. I'm Braden Gunn. That's Vince Noble. And there's Bill George over there and Slicks over there behind the glass. Yo. We're all hanging out with you this morning. Thank you so much for joining us, getting up early. And uh, if you want to give us a call or got a comment or question or anything like that, you know you're always welcome to. Our phone lines are always open. 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. Before the break, we mentioned that today is going to be Air Fest, I know for those who are listening over in Norway and China and uh, uh, that little island off the coast of China. Africa that I still don't know where in the world it is and who is listening on that island, but... <coughs> it's the one guy that has the radio on the entire island. I always think of like the island of Dr. Moreau. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's way off the coast, it's way out in the middle of nowhere, but uh, anyway, good morning and welcome everybody, but Air Fest is happening over at McDill Air Force Base. And uh, Blue Angels are going to be there doing their uh, show today. But a lot of private planes and a lot of great aircraft that you may have seen flying over your head out at Avon Park bombing range or on the way there or way back or offshore fishing. Uh, one of the greatest sounds and things I'd ever seen in my life was fishing offshore with my friend uh, JJ. And uh, <clears throat> I think his dad was with us and we were out there and. We got a report off the radio uh, to stay out of a certain area. You know, the Coast Guard was announcing that, you know, this area was off limits from these coordinates to these coordinates and, you know, stay out of the area and stuff. And we were like, I wonder what's going on out there, man. I wonder Let's if it's go a, look. Let's go. I wonder, if it, <laughs> wonder if it's a search and rescue thing or something. So we're all kind of sitting there and all of a sudden in the distance you hear this hum. It's just this, you know, this. And all of a sudden. Yeah. Four A-10s go over the top of those GE engines. They just have that whine, that kind of just, it's a unique sound that they have. And they went over us maybe at 200 feet. Oh and, uh, and then they went over us, and we were like, oh, my God, that is so awesome. Now we know why not to go in that area. Yeah, so turn the boat around <laughs> there may and be some, don't go. There may be some depleted uranium being spent out there we don't want to get involved in, but... Uh, today there'll be a lot of that. You'll get to see a lot of those things, the Raptors, the F-22s. So cool to go out there. You get to see them kind of up close. Uh, I remember the first time going out there and seeing the uh, the stealth fighter when they rolled that thing out of there. We were all just like, holy crap, this thing is so big. I didn't think it was this big. And uh, it was just so futuristic and wild looking to see it. And had armed guards all around it, of course. You were you were talking about all the cool sounds that, you know, the planes make when they come over. You forgot the greatest sound that any plane has ever made when it comes over. Come on. Which is? 
<laughs> He's got a point. I thought you were going to do uh, Flight of the Valkyrie. Nah, no, no, no. No, it's cheese. That's true. Every helicopter, every plane. And every, every movie every ever. Every war movie. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I was thinking Apocalypse Now, you know, when they went in with the Flight of the Valkyrie, you know. <laughs> you know, and then uh, anything, but. Well, our, our longtime listener and good friend Shelly that we just mentioned a little bit ago, right. she was at Gandhi yesterday watching him practice. Yeah. She was putting well, up pictures. I'm like, oh, well, it's so Flag cool. Day Friday. She's always out there doing the flags on Bay Shore and yeah, all so that stuff. Yeah, so she stopped at Gandhi and hung out and watched the Angels practice yeah. yesterday, which is really and, cool. And that's one thing. You don't actually have to be down there in all the commotion. If you want to take a boat ride today, you're going to. You're going to see some jets flying around, Blue Angels. There is a border there. Yeah, there is can't. a line that you will get a very friendly uh, ribbed uh, rubber-sided boat that might swing by and go, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to move back another 500 yards that way. You know, that, you know. I mean, you might get introduced to the uh, <coughs> machine guns. They'll, they'll let you know. They'll <laughs> let you know you're in the wrong area. You don't just, have to be on the shore. I know, but. You just. You want to get there by the end of the runway. It's where a lot of people like to get to right. down there and watch it from there because you can still kind of see they keep it trimmed down. Uh, it's not like it used to be. but And if planes aren't your thing, you can roll up to Dunedin. They got the seafood festival up there in Dunedin yeah. this weekend, too. That'd be nice, too. Yeah, go by or see our boys at uh, Cotterman. Go see Dean Earl and the yeah. gang up there at uh, Cotterman Distillery. Complete the Dunedin <laughs> mile. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do the walk, and uh, you gain 20 pounds by the good time and you get to the end of it. Or you're drunk, one of the two. (laughs) Why not both? But uh, if you're going to go out there today, I know it's nice and cool this morning, and it is really nice, it feels good, and you'll want to have a jacket or a sweater or whatever it is when you walk out. But when you get out there on that tarmac, and it warms up extremely quick. But uh, water, as much as you can carry and bring with you, uh, sunscreen or some sort of chapeau to protect yourself. As uh, Vince is showing off today, some sort of a long sleeve uh, SPF fishing shirt would be a great recommendation. No hats <coughs> on the flight line, people. No <coughs> hats on the flight line. And uh, some sort of seating material that you can bring out there that's light and easy to carry because yes, sir. otherwise you're going to be sitting on that hot asphalt. Yes. And uh, <laughs> you're going to be out there and it warms up really quick. And you got to remember... I don't know what your bathroom schedules are, but they're far and few between. So if you're bringing small kids and all that kind of stuff, I would kind of stay within that general area where you can get to a They're usually pretty good, though. Usually have them in the front, somewhere in the beginning, and somewhere in the middle. They've been pretty good about that. (laughs) Front, the beginning, and the middle. (coughs) They're spaced out pretty far. The back, (laughs) the front, the back, and the middle. Shut up, Bill. Go back to sleep. When it comes to the parking situation and the traffic situation, just know that you are going to be there for a while. Take a Xanax. It's going to be a long time going in, and it's going to be an even longer time getting out. No, I, so, don't, I don't understand no, it either. Like, and cutting through the back way and thinking you're going to jump up and scoot up West Shore and all that nope. kind of stuff like that, every neighborhood street is going to be jammed up. So what happens when that happens and everybody's trying to turn right and get in front of the line that's been formed for you know 35 minutes? And you know how people are? You're not getting in front of me, man. No way. Wait for <laughs> the next guy. I'm that guy. Scoot you up. So... <laughs> I was smart. One year, I took my uh, DR, I took the Suzuki, and went down the railroad tracks. I went down the sideways. Are you kidding? Oh, I cut through. I went through the railroad tracks, split them all the way down, all the way to West Shore. If it's an enduro bike, man, down the side, <laughs> cut down West Shore, turn left on Gandy. I was gone. I made it out of there in like 10 minutes. It was awesome. 
<laughs> about 2,000 people cussing you out. Yeah, they were like, no, they were, well, half of them were going, that is the smartest guy that came to the entire air fest right there. But uh, bring water, bring sunscreen, bring something to sit on, bring some cash money, because a lot of those vendors, you know, they don't have the uh, ability to swipe cards on. So I'm not saying everybody, but, you know, for the vast majority, you know, cash is king when it comes out there and all that kind of good stuff. But Still in the day of COVID, where we went everywhere to turn around and go to cards so that we didn't touch the paper money whatever happened to the change shortage yeah oh i, I still don't. see i still see signs I, from time I to just, time i don't know man but uh anyway it'll be a good time if you have young kids or even teenagers who still are into the aviation and all that stuff for the vast majority of people who never get the opportunity to see a military aircraft up close and personal because it's like alligators and elks. When you yes. see them on TV, you're like, oh, it's as big as a German Shepherd. Oh, I can't well, be much bigger than a lion. you're standing next to it. <laughs> and you're standing next to an F-16 or yeah. a Stealth, and you're going, my God, they land these things on boats. These yeah. things are huge. And if you think you're going to go in the next year, hey, I'm not going to go this year, from what I hear, they might not be doing it for a little while again because they're going to be doing some runway config changes over there at the base that's going to potentially prevent them from having one in yeah. the next couple of years. Yeah, and it so. always and whenever they make those announcements like that, it always makes the the current air fest a thousand times worse. Yeah, thanks because, Bill. Because everybody's <laughs> going to be like, "Well, we may not be able to go for like the next 3 years, so we got to go today. Get the kids in the car." Bill George said, "It's it what it's been 4 years. You get one and then they're going to not be able to do one for a little bit." So Yeah. Well, that's true. If, if you want to go, go. Fight it. It's a kind of like Gasparilla. You're just going to have to deal with if it for a while. If you really want to go, then you're going to have to. I really want to go, but I really don't want to deal with the traffic. I think a lot of well, more. I think a lot of the locals have gone to the way of the boat. They've gone yes. with the Bill George suggestion, where yeah. uh, you know, in the old days, it was you know the hipsters and the sneakies and the guys who knew that were like, dude, let's just go over there in the boat, and I, cut across. I met a guy at the Harbor Master last night. And he's taking his boat out. Of course, out. yeah. I'm like, what time are you leaving? <laughs> it's like, it's like the old fireworks in St. Pete. When I was a kid, we were like, us and 10 other people were the only people out there in boats. That's then everybody else is sitting on shore going, that's it next year. We're taking the boat. <laughs> we're not going through this hell again. We're going in the boat. I traveled all the way one year, and they canceled them at the last minute to the store <laughs> in the boat. Oh, <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to go break time. Here we go. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It's a big and wild outdoors. A little bit of a fast cast. Today is going to be a beautiful day in the neighborhoods. Uh, it really is. Starting out around 56 this morning. It's going to be up in the upper 70s uh, along here, along the coastline anyway. Uh, if you're going to be going to Airfest, it is going to get a little warm on that tarmac out there. It warms up extremely fast. As you will see, once they open up the hangars, those will be the gathering places of all those who did not bring chapeaus or said long sleeves and other uh, devices to keep the sun off of but anyway tomorrow's going to be a beautiful day in the neighborhood as well starting off around 62 high around uh, the 70s and it goes on through until about tuesday when we get back up into uh the low 80s maybe around 80 degrees so this week's going to be really fabulous seriously 
Uh, there was supposed to be a, you know, a uh, storm and drag, uh, another front coming through, but I think it kind of fizzled out a little bit. And so we've left with this beautiful drier weather. I'll I, take it. I paid my electric bill uh, the other day, and I was just like, yes, in your face, Duke Energy. <laughs> I'm a happy camper. I'm in flip-flops and shorts, baby. I'm loving it, but uh, you know it's coming. Mm. Uh, but anyway, enjoy this great weekend. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of boats, I wanted to mention this. I got an alert from the industry. It was an industry alert. You know, we have a lot of boat manufacturers here in the state of Florida. We have I mean, a ton. We have them here in St. Petersburg, down in Sarasota. I mean, Largo. there's Chris Crass, Naples. I mean, uh, yeah, Miami, I mean, Fort Lauderdale. Intrepid's right here on, on Belcher Road. Yeah, and every single one of them, for some reason or another, is facing staffing shortages. I know that the White House administration came out and said, uh, unemployment claims are the lowest since 1964 and all this other. And I'm like, then why is every business that I walk into got a big ginormous sign out front that says hiring, because hiring, hiring, hiring? Nobody wants to work. Yeah, but uh, how do you? How are you making it? I mean, uh, how are you making it? And I mean, unemployment checks don't last forever, bro. And uh, you got to go back to work sometime. It's called lazy. I don't. I don't know. But uh, the boating industry, by the way, is facing spat, uh, staffing shortages. Local builders. Say they need employees. So wherever it is that you're listening to or wherever it is you're listening at, I mean, even in Arkansas and places like that, low boats, any of those other places like that, they're all facing uh, across the country. They're facing uh, not, not just boats. I mean, a lot of a lot of people like, for example, my place, I'm down three people. Wow. You know, and, it, and it's we're making it work. I mean, it's actually kind of nice. It's not as, as crazy. My guys are really stepping it up. And right. I'm proud of them, and you know, boys, if you're listening, you're doing a great job. Well, that's good to hear. But I mean, I look at this. I thought it was kind of strange, hand in hand, um, that the boating industry is facing staffing shortages. They're they have orders for boats that they don't know are going to be filled, and then the FWC comes out this past week and then makes a great announcement <laughs> and says, "Hey, Bill George, we've reached the pinnacle." One million recreational boaters now registered in the state of Florida, according to the FWC. It's a lot of boats. It is a lot of boats, but when you think of the population. But it's not. If you think we're of the gonna, population of the state, it's it's not overly huge. We're going to have to turn around, and you can only boat on certain days of the week. You oh, know, we no, don't even. Bill, we're going to have to start sharing the water. Turn his mic off. We need to give the manatees and all the other fish a break. Well. You got one million recreational boats. It went on for three weeks without any of that. Right. <laughs> but I will say this. If you look at where the boats mostly are registered, it kind of says a lot. So most vehicle registrations are in Miami-Dade County, yep, yep. which would be 74,622. And then the rest are in Pinellas and Hillsborough. Followed by Pinellas County yeah. with 53,867. <laughs> yeah. I know. Every boathead that has a boat's out there when I'm out there. And Hillsborough got beat by Lee County with 50,304. Then comes in Broward County with 47,741. And Hillsborough County brings up the rounds up the rest with 41,495. What, what cities around Lee? Oh, what is that, Lee County? I don't even I know. It's like more in the middle, isn't it? Kind of. I don't know. I don't. But I just found it interesting because you got to remember, 
That's one million recreational boats that are registered. That's not counting the ones that don't have to be registered. Kayaks and all that other Canoes, stuff. vessels less than 16 feet long. So uh, all the John boats that are running around, 12-footers and you know 10-footers and all that stuff out there. Canoes, kayaks, racing shells, rowing culls, skulls, and all that kind of stuff. Lee County is three hours and 15 minutes south of here. Fort Myers, Fort Myers area. Oh, yeah, Fort yeah. Myers. If it takes you three hours to get to Lee County, you're driving slow. Well, I mean... Yeah. You know, you're driving he, the speed limit. No, he, nah, no, no. <laughs> I can make it to Lee County in look, two hours. Look, it's all yeah. about safety on this show, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm being safe as possible. He had to stop <laughs> twice for the restroom and once to eat. I don't Dep- eat when Bill I'm Bill George has called you old. <laughs> Depends on how many RVs are blocking the uh, left lane. Uh, but uh, anyway, the commission says uh, on top of the $1 million, uh, mark, uh, for uh, registered recreational boaters now in the state of Florida, they are uh, highlighting the importance of safety, which you talked about last week, Vince. You is, have to. Is, uh, you got one million guys out there. How many of those one million actually took a boating course or actually went and re- got a refresher or anything else like that? And I would say, honestly, I would say out of those one million people, right, I would say 200,000 of them. A third, uh, you think? Uh, did, 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 did. I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Well, that goes hand in hand with uh, the fact that uh, the FWC also announced this past week uh, screaming success, Bill George, for the experimental feeding program launched to help save these starving manatees in December. Well, it started out pretty rough. Well, you know, I guess once they found it, it's like uh, it's when you put the feeder out there. The first time you put the feeder out there, it's squirrels, raccoons, crows, and everything else. And then once the hogs finally do find it, they kind of hover around that area waiting to hear that bell go off again. You know what I'm saying? But aren't you doing the animal a disfavor by feeding them like that? Well, and that was a lot of, that's why people can't do it. They're trying to do it where the manatee does not associate the food with the human, human beings. beings. But yeah. they do anyways because anytime you go to a dock, they're rolling up, laying on their belly with their mouth open. They want fresh water and they want lettuce. You go to any dock on any inlet, it happens every day. And, of course, everybody in the neighborhoods out there going, those are our manatees out yes. there. We got to go feed Herman. Herman wants some water. Get the hose. Somebody hurry, hurry up. Get the hose. Uh, but anyway, they uh, – they apparently ate every scrap of food which was put out, which is around 160,000 pounds of lettuce. And according to the officials, they're likely to eat another 40,000 pounds before it gets warm enough before they start uh, dispersing into other areas of warmth where they head for water, war, uh, more water. So the FWC is kind of going hand in hand with the one million boaters thing, saying, we have one million boaters. Yay! Watch out for manatees. Because they're going to be all over the place, and they're going to be moving all over the place, so don't be well, running. It, it's going to be one million to one because I have to re-register my boat. Oh, do you? Yeah. That's the other thing. I didn't even think about that, how many boats are sitting there, people that uh, can't ready, afford yeah. uh, to put gas in it, and they parked it, yeah. and registration kind of lapsed and stuff. So it's probably, probably going it's it's more than a million. Yeah, there's probably another, I'm going to guesstimate, at least. Uh, 300,000? Easily. Easily. Give or take. That are sitting in the backyard somewhere yeah. going, uh, I don't know, man, I guess. Or the project man. boat I've been working on, and now it's time, you know, it's done, let's go register. Yeah, once we get it done, we get it fixed, and we'll get it all done. But uh, just be careful. If you're one of the one million, 
who's still out there running around. Uh, manatees are going to be on the move. It's going to be a little warmer. And today there will be a lot of people over there on the Hillsborough side of Tampa Bay gathering around the end of the runway to see the Blue Angels fly about 50 feet over their heads. Bill, do me a favor. The next time you go to the FWC meeting, bring up a licensing for a boat. Licensing for a boat? You have to have a driver's license to drive, don't you? Yeah. Why don't you have one for the boat? Why would you need one? Because people are stupid. They don't know how to do it. Where's your lines? Where's your... What's your rules? That's for the FWC to come up with. Nah. Obviously, Bill George ain't never been in a channel. Right? No, no, right channel, channel. Red, right, return. I mean, you follow the boat rules that are already in place, but you got to have a license. You should be able to have to have a license. For it. Why do you need a license? Because you're driving right. like you would with a car? Is that what you mean? Correct. Okay. Yes. The, the difference is this. Here's the big difference. You have, a, you have a public right to be on that waterway. I have a public right to be no, on the road, too. No, that's a privilege. No. That's a privilege. So why is okay? That's why, why I brought it up. Privilege. Why is there a difference? A- exactly, because it's sovereign submerged lands. It is not owned by the state. It's owned by you. I understand that. So do you need to? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I pay taxes. Driving, I'll be damned if I don't own some damn roads. Well, no, you I'm don't sure own it. Do you have the right to use it. You don't but own it. You you main, around, you're maintaining it with your if tax. If you money. were, if you were five years old and you wanted to drive it on your parents' property, did you need a license? Nope. No. Why not? Because you're property. on your you're on private property. You're on something you have ownership on. I own the water. I own a piece of that. I have rights to that. But my point, my I point shouldn't is, be privileged to it. The point, the point is that you have to learn how to drive a vehicle. You have to take classes in high school to learn how to drive a vehicle. You cannot have a license until you're oh, 15 years hold old. On. I see Vince is saying Vince is opening a boating school. Uh, yeah, absolutely <laughs> should. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, there are boating schools out there, there and are. things like that. But I understand both points. Bill George is saying that access to the water is is not uh, prudent upon you, proving that you have the ability to be on that water. Whereas you're saying that you should at least show some proficiency in your Correct. driving skills when Correct. it comes to a boat. It, but on the other hand, you're always going to have <clears throat> your basic skills, which most people know. It's like a car. If you have a driver's license, you can you can take those skills from driving into the boat. Your steering wheel goes like this. This is basically your accelerator. You know how you put you it in no gear. You have no brake. But well, you got to know those things. You know, you can take it out and put it in neutral and glide and do all those things. Or reverse if you have actually a prop. Right. Well, I know that. You can do, or you can reverse if you really have to slow down a lot quicker, but... I, I agree with Vince to the point where, uh, like my son, when he did that thing, that you should be required to do an online kind of dealio and, 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 the and way show proficiency. They have done, the way they have done that is they've implemented boating safety courses for anybody under a certain age. That is true. And, and that's their way of working their way into it. They need to do, when they register your boat, you have to have proof of that course. If you don't have proof Why? of a safety course, you should not be able to register a boat. Now, should there be a cost involved in that, or should it be free? Uh, did you pass the class? I did. Of course I did. <laughs> I actually, I, I took it with the Coast Guard. So I went down you know, to the auxiliary, and I hung out with them all day okay. for two in, days. In, and in, I in took that boating class that you did, how many hours did you spend behind the wheel of your boat? During the class? During the class. Behind my boat? No. Behind the boat. 
Behind the boat? I, I, yeah. stood, I stood behind the boat, yeah. No, no. How many hours <laughs> were you driving a boat in that class? I didn't drive the okay, boat at so all. Okay, so what on. you're saying is you got a certificate with zero experience no, of driving no. a boat. I already had the experience of driving the boat. No, you said you needed to have experience driving the but boat. You, you don't have any. You should have to. You so should you're saying it. you got to have a learner's permit, Bill? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, really, saying? that's what it should be. Uh, no, like a learner's permit? But what you're saying is that we should have some, some training that people need to have, but not so much a driving test. Because you uh, no, didn't I have actually a driving would, I would test. love to have a driving test. They should have a skills test, backing your boat up into the ramp, well, putting now, it in now, the water, and taking it out. Now you're talking about fees out the yeah, yin-yang. Yeah, I mean, ne- it'll never happen. And it's now too much. you're going to have to pay for the online course, and you're going to have to pay for uh, instructors uh, down at the DMV to go stand there and have no, and that, Captain and Jenkins. It is ridiculous for that. And, and Captain it, Jenkins come down and give you the run-through on the boat, uh, that's that's just and you get your crime. boat registered and then you loan it to me. Am I not allowed to borrow your boat and be an not idiot if you don't the, if you don't have the up? if you don't have the uh, license oh. or if you don't have the uh, you the, better think the, a little the, bit the safety. More about no, this. no, I'm not. What if I wanted to go water skiing behind your boat? You're a passenger and you're not a driver. So you're just dragging me behind the car. Is that what it is? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we skateboarded behind the car. <laughs> 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 I mean, it, it's it's it's. I understand both sides of it, but and I, I look at it this way. Instead of teaching kindergartners through third grade uh, <clears throat> about the uh, the birds and the bees, maybe we should start with some simple things like uh, firearm safety and boater safety and how to clean a deer, how to clean a deer, and proper you know, procedures for the FWC how to say the, meeting, the, the exactly. pledge of allegiance. Yeah, how to be on the lookout for manatees well, in your uh, car. When we get back from break, uh, apparently Michael is on the line. Has wants to have a little chat with me, so. We'll oh take boy. a quick break and let's see what Michael's got to say when we get back. Get your get your words right, Michael, and no cussing, and you can scream <laughs> as loud as you want to. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Hang on. We'll be right back. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gun, Vince Noble, Bill, George, and Slick. And Michael's on the phone. He called just before the break. And uh, I, should we stay out of this? It says that you wanted to talk to Vince. <laughs> so uh, should me and Bill George go get some coffee while you two kids uh, hash this out? Or what do you want to do, Mike? Uh, we'll just rock out where we need to. Okay, then. You know what? <laughs> What's uh, up, man? Good morning. Just go ahead and give him both barrels or one or single or go full <laughs> auto. I don't care. Whatever we need to do this morning, that's fine. Yeah, it's on you, bro. Go, 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 go. What was your deal? Uh, you wanted me to give you a jingle about uh, your Bigfoot stuff and research right. and that kind of information. And uh, I'm willing to answer what questions you guys have. So, and, so to uh, catch everybody up, last week we were talking about Bigfoot, right? And I told you I, I got a guy. Oh, so I thought, I Mike, was, I thought yeah, Mike was no, calling to chew you out. This no. is oh, this is deflection. This is horrible. Wah, wah, ha, ha. <laughs> you don't think you're getting out of this boat chat? No, we'll come back. We to have it. two uh, whole hours to you yeah, know to beat to me up, Michael. They're, they're they're kicking my butt this morning, man. Yeah. What's up, Mike? I, I, I give us some information. Who are you and what do you do? I don't know anything about you, bro. So uh, my name's Mike. I'm uh, the founder of Tactical Bigfoot Research up in New York. And I come from a law enforcement and archaeology background, but I'm also a co-host of a 
show that's Where's My Sage, and I, we do paranormal and cryptids and energy healing, martial arts, and outdoor stuff. So I interview a lot of different folks uh, on different things on life. So let me get and this straight. Couple- you teach martial arts, so if you run into Bigfoot in the woods, you can kick his butt? Is that the deal? <laughs> so you can get him a full naked chokehold and uh, put him down like a horse Gracie or something? Well, yeah, if possible. So <laughs> a few years back, I kind of got yanked into uh, this quest. Um I had talked to a law enforcement official about big cats in New York. He kind of deferred me around. He worked for an environmental agency, uh, and uh, he said he'd taken multiple reports of different, quote-unquote, Bigfoot sightings down in uh, Chautauqua Lake, New York, uh, which is down uh, close to the the Pennsylvania border down south of almost near Erie, and... uh, I put it in the back of my head uh, after uh, hanging out with some friends a couple years later. I went to joke around, so I did a little uh, internet search on Bigfoot uh, because one of my guys, we were joking around that he was related, and <laughs> found a uh, sighting in the local newspaper right down the street from me. Started doing some research, went out for some surgery, ended up uh, tuning into a movie from Small Town Monsters, which was The Beast of Whitehall. And it's a documentary on sightings in Whitehall, New York in 1976, which were done by multiple police agencies in the Hudson Valley. Uh, and Whitehall is the founding place of uh, the uh, birthplace of the U.S. Navy. I ended up going and doing some more research, was out with some surgery, ended up in Chautauqua Lake. Ironically, came back around to that. Uh, for a festival. I made a gentleman, uh, Steve Coles, that's been on multiple different documentaries. He is a forensic uh, private investigator, uh, forensic interviewer. And he said, hey, you want to go check this out? And I'm like, hey, why not? It's a reason to get out in the woods. I'll go. So end up in the Adirondacks of New York. If you haven't been up to the Adirondacks, beautiful place to go and get away and enjoy the outdoors. And went to the first location, and I'm like, okay, this guy's going to hoax me. And sure enough, we got up there, and absolutely nothing happened. You didn't see anything um, at all? You didn't hear anything? Mm, none of the screams or stinky stinky nope, or anything else? None of that stuff? N- none whatsoever. Okay. Uh, this particular area has been reported for that stuff. He then took me down into Whitehall where they had all the sightings, had this stuff go on. We started chatting back and forth. I started doing some more research and I started looking at historical records, uh, stuff going back, of course, pre-internet, uh, a lot of, uh, local history. And if you really get into your traditional stories in your area, you, you will find pretty much all around the world, some big hairy creature like thing, man, like, but have you, but have you seen one yet? Have you seen one? I have, I have personally not seen one. Come on, I man. Been... I mean, uh, how do you, I mean, I've seen one. I saw one here on the uh, west coast of Florida when I was out hunting. Down and, at the Skunk Cake headquarters, and, I've seen one. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I saw well, one walking parallel to me, and it was a great adventure. It was, uh, I've told the story many times on the show, but uh, for that one there, I mean, when you have so many that are scattered all over in so many different regions and all that stuff, how do you how do you narrow that down? I mean, that's like uh, 
I mean, that's like different types of bears. You know, you got grizzlies, you got blacks, you got uh, Kodiaks, you got all these other ones. How do we know that there's not different breeds of Bigfoot that are all over the United States and wherever well, in the world? Ironically, at the beginning of the month, I was actually down in the green swamp working with some guys uh, that live in Florida. Um, very interesting. We did that two years ago. Um those, some of those gentlemen had their own sightings or family members did, so they were out there. Uh, about eight months ago, uh, I started messing around with UV flashlights and cell phones. And if you use a UV light with a cell phone, you will get a certain reaction to hair. Uh, I started working with uh, Doug Hychek, who did the Monster Quest series and a couple other documentaries he's also the gentleman that designed the camera that found the giant squid he's put cameras into bear dens and beaver dens for long-term uh investigations so i reached out to doug and said hey have you ever tried this and he had a sample of course from doing the tv shows people send him stuff all the time he put that hair underneath his uh cell phone with a, with a small uh uv flashlight and it gave a pink um interaction so basically oh. like a fiber optic if light was going through well now let me so ask you, a, let me ask you this yep. in, in the world of drones uh where you could have a drone that can fly around hover up there and now uh, you got some big ones that can stay up there for hours at a time and FLIR technology you're ex-law enforcement you know this you got FLIR technology you got uv technology you got all that stuff how are they not flying drones over these woods and everything else at night and not being able to see something big, hairy, and hot running through the woods and stuff? That's that's what I don't get. I mean, you get guys that are out there with uh, flashlights and camcorders running around out in the woods with cell phones. Dude, I mean, if you've ever been out in the woods at night hog hunting, you know that that stuff knows you're coming. It's way ahead of you. It hears you. It smells you. It knows you're there. And it's already 200 yards ahead of it's your booty. Cold. So it's, you know, doing it the old-fashioned way doesn't seem to be working as well. I would think that these guys would be jumping on that, the newest and brightest technology to be able to try to find something like that. And with the amount well, of that, trail cams that are out in woods these days, Bill George, how many trail cams do you have set up in Pennsylvania? Like 84 million? Zero. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shut up, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero set here in Florida, too. I, I, but, I'm a guy. I like going out there and just experimenting. But, I mean, you would think that we would have, like, you know, uh, Vogue snapshots of some uh, Sasquatch scump ache <laughs> or whatever, you know, you know, going the red carpet. Choo, 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 choo. Maybe it, pictures it, of them all over the place. You know, I know Braden knows what he saw. and, and I don't know what it is I saw. I just know what I saw. He knows he saw something that is very similar to what most people would describe as, as a skunk ape or Bigfoot. But, you know, I've seen some weird stuff in my life, but. I haven't seen that in the woods, but yeah. yeah. So, I mean, do you do strictly? Are you are you homering in on just Bigfoot, or are you homing in on other things like those people who go out in the woods and go hunting or hiking, and they just simply vanish off the face of the earth? Or the one that I just found out about that I didn't know anything about was the stairways to nowhere that are located in woods all around the United States. Have you seen or heard anything of those? I haven't, but I'd definitely be interested in looking at something like that a little bit more. Um, I, I'm I'm very blessed. I have uh, a couple of gentlemen that I work with that are actually scientists. One's a zoologist. The other one's a, a, an entomologist and a former Army Ranger uh, who actually had an encounter uh, in South America years ago while he was stationed down there. 
Um, but it, it's it's the challenge of getting out in the woods. Like you said, you go out in the woods, you see things. Um, how many folks take recorders with them and, and know, you know, I'm going to go hog hunt or I'm going to go deer hunt, but they don't understand what the sounds are in the woods around them. It, for me, it, it's become a, a, an education on the outdoors. It's become a preservation on the outdoors. Now, I've had rocks thrown at me on the top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere that after uh, I carry, carry a high, you know, capable thermal camera. Um, didn't see anything, but, you know, you hear in movement in the bush after, you know, you got to turn camera back on. Uh, I've been out there hog hunting and, and had the, the hogs, you know, stalk you from behind. Oh, yeah. But you, but you got to document. Everybody goes right to the footprint thing, and right. you guys know you've got your black bear down there. We've got them up here. we got grizzlies. You end up with double prints. Um, showing somebody how to use the technology of some of the new scanning software that goes on new cell phones, which is photopetrometry. You're taking moto, multiple photos, and you can really take a look. So for you guys, like either Florida Panthers, you know, do you have a dog? Do you have a panther? Being able to take a look at that stuff. Hey, Michael, all right, we got to take a quick break, man. How can people find sure. you real quick before we get out of here? You got about two seconds. Uh, you can find me at uh, Tactical Bigfoot Research on Instagram and Facebook or Where's My Sage. All right, brother. We appreciate the call in. Hey, we're going to take Thank a quick you. break. We are sponsored by Brandon Ford. Go out and see Brooksy. Go get yourself a new truck. I know he's got himself a new, new little toy to play with. We're going to go uh, have some coffee and we'll be right back. Right back. How are you?